When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. future we're talking real money volatility volatility it seems that according to a poll 64 percent of you are worried that the market will continue to be volatile well let me let me just tell you a little something for the uh, for the 36 percent who don't believe the market will be volatile you're wrong all of you are wrong the market will always, always, always be volatile. What people are worried about is not the volatility. We're making a mistake in our use of the word. We're not using the word volatility properly. When investors think volatility, they don't go, oh my gosh, look at how much the market is going up. It's so volatile. It's going up like crazy. It's up 50%. Oh, it's too volatile for me. They're going, no, they're going, oh, thank you. Give me the money. I like this. It's when it goes down. That's the volatility you worry about. And that's just called risk. Risk, risk, risk. I was waiting for you to talk. Oh, I, you didn't introduce me. I was kind of waiting I for did, you to well, say I didn't, I I didn't was... do an introduction. Okay, let me no. do an introduction. All right. Let me go back and, and I'm just going to go risk. Risk, risk, risk. And speaking of risk, one of the riskiest things we do is get together and do this show, which is why we do it. I thought 3, you were say putting me on the podcast apart. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, here in Florida, mm. with the where the leaf, where uh, actually our national bird uh, or Isn't national uh, mammal, which I'm going to show you right creature, now, yeah. it's the okay. leaf blower. Ladies and gentlemen, we leaf blowers blow here all year long. They never stop. Whereas in other parts of the country, you know, it's like only snow blowers and they don't blow that often. I'm Don McDonald in Florida. They're in the Seattle area where the leaf blower season is done. They've all migrated to Florida or Arizona is Tom Cock and Tom. Am I right? Am I right? Is it volatility? Isn't the volatility people are worried about really just risk? Yeah, and people's risk levels go higher when the market, guess what, goes down. We're talking about stock market, by the way. We couldn't talk about bonds, too. And their amount of risk they're willing to take goes down when the market goes up. By the way, it should be the opposite because it's— Wait, wait, wait. You said that wrong. The amount of risk they—yeah. The amount of risk they're comfortable taking goes up as the market goes goes up. up, And it goes down— As the market goes down. Let's just start the whole thing over again. What do you say? I hate this episode. I'm starting it all over. (laughs) Because I, first of all, I didn't come in because you hadn't introduced me anyway. Sorry. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Here we have it. Yet another episode of Talking Real Money, the penultimate podcast on pecuniary matters of all kinds. I, in Florida where the leaf blowers are blowing away. I'm Don McDonald, 
And over there in the model military aircraft museum in the dead of miserable dark winter is, uh, <laughs> is the Hobbit himself, Mr. <laughs> Thomas C. Cock. I prefer troll. I, that's the one I like better because oh, it kind of okay, fits in troll. today's world better. Because trolling, yeah. this whole thing yeah. kind of works. But okay, he's a troll. Thanks. Well, that's a nice on a roll. Nicest thing you With said about me in like a day or two <laughs> on his head. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and today today's topic is a word. Well, we start with a word. In the beginning, there was a word, and the word was volatility. And it turns out, according to a recent survey, that 64% of you believe the stock market will be volatile in the future. Apparently, 34% don't think it will be volatile. Well, the 34% are wrong, the the 36% are wrong, and the 64% are right. Dead on, absolutely right. The market is always volatile. That's why you get rewarded at times for volatility, for the risk that 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 brings. So what we're really talking about, the, the word volatility is misleading. It is, it is misused. Volatility is not the word. What people are worried about, those six, that 64%, is the market continuing to go down in the future. That's what they're worried about because if it's upside volatility, who hates upside volatility except a short seller? Yeah. Anybody? This is a great topic. Anybody? No, nobody. By the way, the survey was taken by State Street uh, back in December. So, I mean, you can remember people are coming off of what was perceived as one of the worst years in investing history, right? Because you had stocks and bonds. No, not even close. No. Not even close going back to even, I mean, before the market turned around 2020, for example, or 2008, there's been all kinds of years. But the, well, the point of the it, matter it was is more exactly like what 2011, which, which nobody yeah, even remembers the, as being a down like, market. Yeah, exactly. So, but here's the fascinating thing about all this. We know because it shows survey after survey, when the market goes up, right? You mentioned this, when stocks increase in value, People feel like, hey, there's no risk. There's nothing. This is easy. When the market goes down, you all feel like, well, there's a lot of risk now. When technically it should be the other way around, because when the market's lower, what's the what are the odds? The odds are the market's going to go up. When the market's gone up, the odds are going to. So it's your emotions are exactly wrong. The funny thing is, though, when you when the market is going down, the press starts saying, "Boy, the market is incredibly volatile right now." Wait, it's only volatile on the downside. It's not volatile on the upside. There's more volatility on the upside historically than there is on the downside. Bigger up years and more of them. I find this I this whole aspect of interviewing people about their feelings about money is fascinating. 52% say they're more concerned about saving enough for retirement. That's up, by the way, from 45% Wait, in June. More worried about that than what? <laughs> Then exactly. Then not saving for retirement? 74% say they're worried about inflation. Well, I'm always worried about inflation because that's that's a problem, right? When things get more expensive, no matter where you are in your life. So this is all silly in many ways, but it does bring to mind, it does bring to mind the fact that, yes, we know because we look at this and we talk to you that your emotions play a role in your saving, in your investing, your spending, all of those things. 
And the reality is you need to figure out a way to push them away because the more successful people do that. They don't allow their, themselves to be ruled by emotions in any part of their life, especially when it comes to to the money. So volatility, you're right. It, it's a silly name. I think the better name, frankly, is standard deviation, but that's too technical. No, right? no, that means nothing talk about to that. people. Okay, I just exactly. like the word risk, risk, yeah, risk, risk, the feel, because that's the feeling. That's how it feels. It feels more risky. So, you know, let's talk about risk. The problem is you need to, I, here's my idea, because, um, instead of just putting it out of your mind, um, I think that now that uh, we've got another puppy, you should just put all of those feelings in a kennel. Just close <laughs> the kennel. And close kennel, the kennel those feelings. Just kennel those like feelings. I'm doing I mean, here's the, the darn thing. puppy right now. And she's not screaming. Shh. Wait, I'm listening? Nope, nope. I'm not and hearing she's, the puppy. She, she, she has a, she has a uh, I'm being skinned alive scream when you put her <laughs> in the kennel. Alive. Sometimes Ugh, it's like, that's yeah. You know, what's Anyone wrong with just getting a, a puppy, new baby? They do that. Yeah, let's get a new baby instead. Uh, here's the thing about all Oh, of yeah, this. no. Done that. Okay. Done just, with just that. Kidding. I, when it comes to risk, when it comes to volatility, when it comes to your emotions, number one rule is you need to know who you are around money. I mean, that's why we give you, an, and I think you go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on, what, risk quiz there or something? It's, it's right technical. there on the buttons, the new buttons at the top it, of the page. It you just says it doesn't take cost our risk quiz. Yeah, it, no. it's right there. I'm looking at it. Beautiful. Um, because that's one way of helping you understand yourself. You need to know yourself about money. You need to know your, your emotions around all of this, right? Because if you don't, then that's when bad mistakes are made. Number two, once you know that, right? And then you can build a plan like how much risk you want to have in your portfolio, how much volatility you're willing to accept where you are in your life, how much risk you should be taking, figure out how to manage that and make it work in your sort of emotional boundaries. Because the people that don't, I guarantee this because I see it so regularly. They make horrible decisions. They sold in the third quarter of last year. They sold in the first quarter of 2020, right? They got out in 2008 when the market went, was going down, pardon me, was, you know, way down because they let their emotions rule them. So yeah, this is a silly survey, but it does point out the weakness we all have, frankly, as human beings that are trying to invest for the long haul, Don. Yeah. And, and it, it occurred to me, we panic, as you said, they, a lot of people sold in the third quarter because the pain got too great for them. If the market's down for a little while, they can tolerate it. But it, when it gets to three, six, nine months, the pain starts to become unbearable. And eventually, it's just the only way to feel better is to alleviate, is to eliminate the source of that pain, which is the stock market in your portfolio. But that uh, hurts you in the long run. And it's funny. We never, ever, ever, this is this is how you we're, we're risk and we're pain and pleasure oriented. We never, ever, ever get out of the market going, it's, this just feels too good. I, I, no, I've got to get out. i got to get out. I'm making too much money. I need to stop. No, please take my money away now. It's fun. No, we never do that. We never do too that. Much, we never sell high and buy low. We buy high when it's, it's already been exciting and we sell low after it has already been declining. That's exactly right. And so again, take the risk quiz, talk to somebody, 
try to rationalize this if you can and look at your situation and realize that, and by the way, here's the other thing we do know for sure, to make money, you have to take some risk. Now you can take less by owning bonds. You can take more by, you know, owning a globally diversified portfolio of stocks, but that has been the history over the long time. There is no wealth without risk. That is a great point. We hear from people all the time. I want a riskless investment. Oh, yeah. Conservative. If you I'm want a, a riskless investment, then your best bet is probably going to be the closest to a riskless investment would be something like a a tips fund. Yeah. Because Treasuries you're not going to lose. You're not going to lose money to inflation, but you're not going to make money net at all. You're going to make really pretty much nothing net which is what you should expect from a riskless investment. Putting money in the bank, not riskless. Not riskless. Even at 0.01% Bank of America, that is not riskless because you're losing to inflation. On a very a regular lot to basis. Inflation. Yeah. Painful, painful, painful. So it's a great topic. This is not one that we take lightly, by the way, when we talk to you. And nor should you, because it's a very important. We're going to give you the numbers, but you got to know yourself about it. Turns all of out, this. though, it, this is the biggest, the biggest reason, the number one reason investors need an advisor. There is no. It's not to build the right portfolio. That's not it. You can do that. You can probably figure that out. The problem is managing your emotions after you've done that, because it is your emotions that detract from your return. And, and I'm not the only one saying that Dalbar has been saying that for years. Vanguard did a very comprehensive study that says you lose to your emotions over 1% per year, just to your emotions. And that's a lot. And then the other you lose when you don't rebalance, which is, again, is an emotional thing because it's got to be a discipline. So overall, if you don't have an advisor, Vanguard's saying, you're losing about 3% per year that you could be making extra if you had somebody taking that emotional problem on themselves, really basically saying, I'm going to handle the emotions. You need to listen to me. I'm going to counsel you and do the right thing. Building the right portfolio, according to Vanguard, is like two-tenths of 1% yeah, of your when return. You look at the overall, yeah, when you look at the overall benefit you get of having a fee-only fiduciary advisor on your account. That, that That's a small part. But it, yeah, if, a lot of people, by the way, one. they don't do it right, even though they know better. So, But it's good. Yeah. If you like asking questions, we like- I thought you were going to say like rainfall, sharing chocolate, answers. something like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, we like bunnies and butterflies. See my grandson. He'll glad yeah, to help then you. Go see one of Tom's grandkids uh, or one of mine. If Oh, it's, it's my daughter, Tori. Yeah, well, you better Hold put on, her on because it's very let me, important. Let me just say hi. Hi, you're on Talking Real Money. Go ahead. She's going to hang up really quickly. <laughs> she hung up. I love it. Yeah, she's no dummy. <laughs> All right. That was my daughter. You didn't hear. She was trying to FaceTime me. She just got a new job. That's good. That's good to be employed. She got a new job. She's uh, going back into teaching. Well, Not a, thrilled with the idea teacher. of going back into teaching, but she's yeah. going to be teaching kindergarten at a uh, at she's a charter at school in the Bronx. I love it. 
Wow. Yeah. Interesting so. location. You want to take a couple questions since Tori won't I, ask a question? I was getting to that when Tori interrupted oh. us. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, it's question time here at Talking Real right. Money. You can send those in at talkingrealmoney.com or call 855-935-TALK. Tom, who's next? Steve from Sammamish, Steve. Washington. I know the place. Um, my 401k offers two CIT funds. The principal BlackRock S&P 500 index, CIT, 0.2 fee. And the principal oh, BlackRock bond index, CIT, 0.9. Now, it seems odd that the S&P 500 would cost less than the bonds. My research has found these are not subject to SEC regulations, but are subject to ERISA and other regs. Besides that, the only real difference between CIT and mutual funds is where they are held at banks, who can buy them, et cetera. Uh, my mm-hmm. question is, are these vehicles any more risky than a mutual fund or ETF? No, identically no, risky. I don't, yeah, I think they're same. Yeah. yeah. No, they're, they're still pooled portfolios that are yep. heavily regulated. They, they can't run off with your money. They will not run off with your money. Um, I forget what CIT that, stands for. I'd have to look that up. Um, uh, 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 let me look. Isn't CIT... Uh, yeah, it's CIT Bank. Collective Investment. Oh, Collective Investment Trust. Yeah, CIT. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, yeah okay. no, and they're held sure. at CIT Bank, which just makes sense. No, they're really not. I'm lying. CIT <laughs> is a bank that lends out money. Oh, yes. my gosh. CIT. Just funny, I did this when I typed in CIT. That's why I said that. They're paying 4.05 on their high-yield savings. Wow. Everybody's coming up past wow. that four number. Yeah, they're the Collective Investment Trust. Um, there you go. Yeah. It, it means... They're, it's a different they're, structure. They're cost, it's a, yeah, they're and they're they're potentially less expensive. Although I cannot imagine that in reality they're going to be any less expensive than a comparable ETF. Now, if those are your only two choices, not great. Yeah, you're going to need other options outside of this account, either in an IRA or a taxable account, to pick up some of those asset classes that really have shown an, a, a, an ability to add to your returns in the in the past anyway. Yeah, I think that's very important. And again, I'd be surprised if there weren't more because that's very limited to only have large U.S. companies and a bond index. But uh, there's nothing wrong Doesn't, with using CIT, period. It sounds pretty typical, though, because sometimes it's like, let's just do this. We're just going to do the S&P 500. We call that the market and we give them the bonds. They're happy. Yeah, not much. Therapies. Okay, we got time to squeeze one more in from Eldon. In beautiful Chicago, Illinois, where I read it was like eight below zero not too many days ago. <laughs> Don't do well in that. Uh, I, I used to live Elden. in Chicago. Mm, yeah. Oof. Cold. Yeah, it wouldn't do me well. Uh, desperate for more insight, I came across your podcast recently. I'm really enjoying your show. I'm having trouble determining where I'm allowed to park, I don't like that term, park a large settlement that I intend to use for retirement 20 plus years away. Park generally refers to something shorter term, I believe, but that's, we can talk about that. In a well, no, 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 wait, there's, there's short-term parking and there's long-term parking. <laughs> that's a good point. You know, yeah. at the airport, you, you have to walk further from the yeah, long-term okay. parking, Smart but you pay guy. less. Yeah. So and, and remember, don't fly Alaska Airlines. Um. Anyway, uh, and I'm gonna. It hasn't aired yet, so no one knows. Oh, no one knows that whole story. That's coming. Stay tuned for a future podcast. All right. The IRA and 401k options appear to require earned income, which this is not. Um. And that's true. You have to have earned income to to put money into either one. I'm not interested in an annuity. And here's the part you're mm-hmm. gonna love, Don. 
I want it to grow while limiting negative tax consequences. Hmm. Oh, you want to make a lot of money and pay no taxes. Well, that's good because that's easier to do. That's (laughs) actually a lot easier to do than it is to make a lot of money and have no risk. Most people say, I want to make a lot of money, but I don't want to take any risk. And that really is the crux of, of the matter here is how much risk are you willing to take to make a lot of money? And how he much? He doesn't say. I assume volatility. Uh, no, he doesn't say. That's the end of the question. Um, yeah. And so again, limiting negative tax consequences. So if you take the money, well, that and, would be an example, ETF. Well, that's true. I mean, but you're still going to have a potential tax consequence he when you go to sell limiting, it. limiting, yeah, okay. not doesn't eliminating. Elu- Nate. Okay, fair enough. Um, but he was also asking about 401k and IRA options. There, you're just deferring the tax. By the way, that's not eliminating mm-hmm. it. Right. There's always going to be plus. Or you can't it. do those. Those are out of the question. Got to have income. Uh, yeah. So, you got to have no, income. I would, no, you, you raise a good point. Then then open an after-tax brokerage type account. Use exchange-traded funds, which are very tax-efficient, and mm-hmm. uh, get on with your life. And, and as Don points, the, the bigger picture here is take the risk quiz, try to make some decisions about your stock-to-bond ratio, how much in riskier things like equities versus less risky in bonds. I think it's a matter of fact, if you go to talking real money, the new website right now, talkingrealmoney.com, right there below the picture of the stock traders, which we are not, you'll see a button that says, take our risk quiz on the second page of the risk quiz. After you're done, it'll tell you what your stock to bond ratio range is approximately. Then move down two buttons to DIY portfolios. And there will you will see a two ETF portfolio, a Fidelity three fund portfolio, and a Vanguard two fund portfolio. Wow. If you use the All ETF that? portfolio, that will reduce, potentially reduce some taxes, although Vanguard now has structured their funds to where they don't distribute capital gains either. So you you should be okay either way. This all sounds really good, and it looks really nice, too, and you know it smells okay, so you go for it. Sure. Why not? I haven't put the smell module in yet. Oh, I, I oh, guess I I, they're making time. lunch down the down the world. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I, I was going to say, it's not my fault. Whatever it is, it's not my fault. The smells, those are your problem. By the way, I've been spending all this time trying to find park <laughs> investments, but they keep sending me to South Korea. Uh, I can't find for the life of me. I what are you talking them. about? Well, a parking? Park, when they say parking, I, I that to me means temporary. I, I'm I agree to find with that. you, but okay, oh, but oh, here, let me make that easier for you. Is that what you're trying to figure out? Internet search. I'm and it sorry. Wasn't working. Well, I just <laughs> use, use a thing internet? called a dictionary. <laughs> That's a good I, idea. I just like dictionaries. I'm not considered they're, they're, that. Yeah. They're kind of mm-hmm. nice. So to park. Which had a different it, meaning when I was younger, of course, but still. Wait, I got to find it here. That's a park. That's not what I want. I don't want that kind of park. Nope. I want a a place to park. Um, basically, parking means to leave station, position, or stop. So it basically can be anything because it says There's leave. no term to it because I There's thought it no meant like temporary. Okay. All right. That would be short-term parking. Short-term ah, okay. parking. 
It's available three aisles down on the left. You can. I wonder if you can permanently park. Yeah, I guess when you die, you're permanently you're parking. Permanently parked. Yeah, parked. you're not available to move. You're, you're, there's no motion. You're permanently parked. Oh God. That's it. I want to be in long-term uh, parking at OIA. That's it. I just get put an urn in long-term parking at Orlando long. International Airport. Lots Maybe somebody will take by. you for an international travel somewhere. They'll take you off somewhere yeah. fun. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we digress so much that uh, we got to go. We do. We yeah. just have to don- d- get. We have to done this. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. when you have a 10-week-old puppy in your house. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Okay. You get, you just, your brain gets fried because they're so smart and so inquisitive and so cute and annoying at the same time. It's like the love-hate relationship. You want to hug them and you want to kill them because they just, they do everything all there it it's like the it's like the movie puppies are everything everywhere all at once soon to win an academy award and that's coming soon i'll be watching have you seen that, that movie you nope. haven't seen that movie yet have you? nope Mm-mm. it's nope. it's on showtime well which i do get academy award the channels i pay for okay it's, 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 I don't watch a lot of dog movies though. I don't it know. Ha- I'm joking. It has no dogs in it. Oh, okay. I thought you said, I was about just dogs. using the, the name to say uh, what a dog, a dog is everything. Ever. There's not a dog in the movie. Ah, okay. All right. Very good. It's about a, it's about a woman and okay. universes. There you go. That sounds too complicated for me. It's so. complicated. Debbie, Debbie watched it and went, I don't get this. I, I just, just learned that this. even in our own little solar system that Saturn's a billion miles away from Earth, which shocked me because the sun's only 93 million. Go figure that one out, huh? Oh. It's farther away, Tom. <laughs> it's way farther. It's like 10 times farther. I was like shocked. I had no idea. I was like, Do you, do you know the universe is like billions of light years i don't I, dude we don't got that much time on this show i'm gonna <laughs> you don't you, my brain you, do you want explode. me to try to explain a light year to you i'm gonna fragile you said was my brain like it was like can't, your brain no is no longer anymore. spongy yeah it's, it's just stiff and doesn't brittle, soak brittle. stuff up brittle exactly. brittle brain syndrome exactly like criticism over. i don't want I to promise yeah, I, I promised we were going to end the show and people are saying end it now put it out of its misery i'm done that's tom eventually we'll be talking real money again we hope you realize that the information provided on talking real money is for informational educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time so please consult with a really good fee only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor we know a good one investing must always involve risk in other words you can and probably will lose money at times also as much as you want it no one can accurately and consistently predict the future so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring unlike many other programs that say something similar talking real money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial product or securities instead the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?